My name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what? We'll be journeying back to the wonderful forums of somethingawful.com, and specifically, we'll be venturing into the EN subforum of GBS, which, in human terms, is the everything slash nothing subforum of the general bullshit forum at somethingawful.com. And specifically, what we're going to read today is a thread entitled Your Best and Worst Breakup Stories. And I think that's going to be pretty self explanatory just to get things started. And so, let's just jump right in to this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You Your Best and Worst Breakup Stories. The first post is by Maggie Fletcher, and it goes like this. I've been dicking around on E slash N for a couple of years now and haven't seen a thread like this. If I'm wrong, my apologies. I want your best, most harmonious breakup story. I want your most fucked up, batshit insane, screaming harpy, poke holes in condom, showing up at her work with a boombox, worst breakup story. Mostly because mine are so mild. Best, my last boyfriend was more like a cute guy in my group of friends that I had sex with and went places with. He also joined my roommate's band during the relationship. We had feelings for each other, but we met through a close group of mutual friends, so there was an unspoken understanding that if we stopped seeing each other, we'd have to suck it up and deal with it, and no one would take sides, and no one would be bitter. When we split up, I told him I wanted to talk about something. Didn't necessarily want to break up, but just discuss some issues I had with the relationship. I only had about an hour between school and meeting, so he came over. During the conversation, it came up that he wasn't happy either, and we should probably just end amicably. The weird part was that he walked me out to my car so we could go to my meeting, gave me a big hug, and walked back into my house to hang out with my roommates. Worst. I was in an abusive relationship in my early 20s. No broken bones or black eyes, but obsession, jealousy, and some pushing. He'd break up with me over nothing, then hold getting back together over my head until I was sufficiently cowed. He also neglected to tell me that when we first started dating, he was begging his ex to take him back, buying her gifts, and hanging out on her front stoop each night waiting for her to come home, so much so that she ended up moving. Eventually, I got back into school after a year hiatus, got a job in an apartment, and said fuck that to the whole situation. He didn't take this well. He followed me to a party with my new co-workers one night and bawled his head off to me in Spanish. Few of the other people at the party who were watching the scene with amusement spoke Spanish about how come I didn't want to get back with him and would I please just leave the party so we could talk. We're in the front yard of this apartment complex and people are watching us from the balconies. At one point, there is a rectangle of light from the front door opening, which is quickly blocked out by a very large very muscular co-worker asking if I need any help. Now, my boyfriend at the time was about 5'6 and fat and I could have beaten him up myself. His hold over me was purely psychological. But the effect was comical. He squealed like a child and ran for his car. Later, when I was on a first date with a new boyfriend, it was my birthday, I come home to find a new desk in my apartment fully assembled with my computer background switched to a photo of us. He had lied to my roommates and told them we were back together and he wanted to surprise me. I made it clear to them in no uncertain terms that he was not to enter the apartment ever again, and to call the police if he came back. I threw out the desk. Didn't hear from him again until about seven years later when he chatted me up on AIM, got emotional and asked me to marry him. I had since moved across the country and was in law school. Nothing since, probably because I stopped using AIM. I know you goons can top that. Bring it on. Let me hear some of your best and worst breakup stories. And Raz shares. I'm sure I've told this story on here before, but one time my mom broke up with my boyfriend for me. 
I told her that I was going to break up with him, and we had just signed a lease in an apartment, so she was giving me advice on what to do about that. Anyway, she got it in her head that we had already broken up, but I had invited him to my parents' house for supper that evening. So we were eating, and she started going on about, well, I know it's hard when relationships don't work out, but we will figure out what to do about the apartment, and I was literally kicking her under the table, trying to get her to shut up, because I hadn't actually broken up with the guy yet. And she didn't get the hint and just kept going on about how we should stay friends and not be mad at one another, etc., etc. It was so awkward. So my mom broke up with my boyfriend for me. We all ate spaghetti in terrible silence. After dinner, he was like, so I take it you're going to break up with me. And we argued about the apartment for a while, and then he just left. I was mortified at the time, but it's kind of funny now. This is why I no longer tell my mother anything to do with my personal life. And I think about it every time I have spaghetti now. And Stevie writes, About 18 months ago, I was dating a tattooist. There were more red flags to this girl than the entire Soviet Union. But crazy girl sex is awesome, so I tactically ignored them. Then the incident with the cat happened. This wonderful lady lived with a cat, and the cat would always come and say hi to me whenever I came around to her place. We had been together for about a month, and I had stayed around her place for the night. All night, I would not seen her cat, but I had other things on my mind at that point. Next morning, her cat appears again and has a nasty-looking bend in its tail. Plus, it's acting really sheepish and jittery. I asked what happened to Barry. Who the fuck calls their cat Barry? And she responds, It was his own fault. We were playing, and he bit me, so I grabbed hold of his tail and bit him back. Oh, fucking great. She chomps her way through a fucking cat's tail because it plays a bit rough with her and likely breaks it. Oh, and she sees nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Which was more than enough to tip the balance between quirky but cool and batshit fucking insane run for the hills. I split up with her a few days later, saying that I had too much work on in my life. Status of the cat is unknown. And Fascinator writes, And Senior Woodchuck replies to Stevie, You should have taken the cat with you, man. And Fascinator writes, A good friend of mine was seeing a guy a few years ago. It was casual, nothing serious or emotional. They might see each other three or four times a month, if that. So eventually, he stops calling and stops answering his phone, and my friend shrugged it off, figuring he'd lost interest. He could have at least called, though, she said. Four months later, he did call. He joined the circus. We thought he was bullshitting until he sent her pictures of himself performing in the goddamn circus. And Crunchy Taco writes, Good. I once got broken up with in the hallway of my dorm with people throwing water balloons everywhere. It was almost move-out day. Dudes heard and gave me a bottle of vodka and told me to throw water balloons. It'll make me feel better. So I got really drunk and threw water balloons, and when she came back from class, we all pelted the shit out of her with water balloons, and she broke her pinky... <laughs> and she broke her pinky from one. I don't know how this happened either, but it kind of owned, and she never saw me throw one. Bad. I got broken up with on arrival at a concert that I drove us two hours to see. It was shitty, but I drunkenly made out with a girl who was on ecstasy in front of my ex, and then made my ex drive me home while I apologized for everything we fought about and generally took all the blame for everything, including the fact that she cried after sex. I later found out this was due to some pretty crazy shit in her past, but I just thought it was because I was really bad and that she was that disappointed. Then she wrecked my car. Series of bad decisions. And Xander Z writes, good. Dated a girl who was confused about her sexual orientation. She might be gay or she might be bi. I have no idea. We banged, <laughs> we banged around for a while and eventually she told me that she had deep feelings for me. However, sex with guys isn't working out. I told her that I'm down to just date without sex. I can bang other girls slash guys and so can she. She laughed and said that we should just end it, but I'm definitely still her prom date. Cue the prom. I didn't see her all night. I had to spend the night hanging out with my friends 
who also had missing dates. Turned out my ex was having lesbian sex with all my friends' prom dates. Both me and all my friends were fucking furious with her. However, we had to give her high fives because she managed to bang all our dates. Bad. She insulted my roommate in a joking manner. My roommate insulted her back in also a joking manner. She blew up on him and me. It was basically, I'm her boyfriend, so I have an obligation to stick up for her even if she cast the first stone. The argument went on from 7.30 p.m. till 2 a.m. At 7.30, it kicked off with her beating me. (laughs) That's funny. At 7.30, it kicked off with her beating me with my own shoe. By 2 a.m., I didn't even know what had originally happened. She was screaming and changing the story around so much, I thought I was going insane. Me. Okay, you know what? It's 2 a.m. I'm fucking tired. I feel like I'm going nuts because what you just told me does not reflect what I saw happen. I'm not sure if I'm nuts and you're telling the truth or you're nuts. I'm pretty sure you're nuts. Then it broke down into one of those, if you don't march back into your room and make him apologize, I'm leaving and you'll never see me again. I'm not going to make him apologize again. He already apologized. Not good enough. Fine, then leave. It's fucking 2 a.m. I'm sick of this. I want to go to sleep. Okay, fine. Let's go to bed. Nope, not with you. It's 2 a.m. and I need a decent night's sleep. Just go back to your room. So you never want to see me again? I knew it. Okay, fine. I never want to see you again. If that's what's going to get me to sleep, sure, why not? See, you care more about your friends that don't care about you than you care about me. Your girlfriend is upset and all you want to do is go to sleep. You know what? Your friends are all right. (laughs) Your friends are all right. You're selfish. Me? Okay, I'm selfish. Whatever. Just get out. This is embarrassing. Arguing in the stairwell at 2 a.m. like a pair of idiots. Eventually, I tricked her into walking outside, and when she did, I slammed the door shut behind her, wrote a note that said, don't let the crazy bitch in, and stuck it on the inside of the door to the dorm. My window was right next to the door in the basement level. She alternated between pounding on my window and pounding on the door until 4 a.m. when public safety came and took her away. And lackadaisical writes, All my breakups were pretty cliche and awful, so I don't really have a worst. However, there was one breakup that was pretty awesome. I was living with my now ex, and we weren't getting along. I had been planning on ending it and told him I didn't think we should live together anymore. He agreed. When I asked him what he saw happening with us after we moved out, to see where his head was on where we were as a couple, he said we should see other people. I just said okay and went back to my computer. He decided to give me some time and space and left the apartment. He came back with a cupcake for me. A cupcake filled with warm cookie dough. He apparently had got in his car and gone to a local bakery to get me a cupcake to cheer me up over the breakup. This all happened immediately after the talk. I plan to use this method in all future breakups. There's something about a yummy dessert that just makes a breakup not seem as important. Now, Lou Reed's listeners would be suspicious if someone came back with a cupcake filled with warm anything. You all know what I'm talking about. Moving on. And Fart Jesus LOL writes, Best slash worst. I cheated on my girlfriend of six years by fucking a hot Bulgarian girl who was into organized crime on an island in Siberia in the ruins of a 7th century Jaeger fortress. And then repeatedly in our tent and on the island again for a few days. During sex, a silver bracelet my then still girlfriend had given me on one of our anniversaries got caught in a camp bed and broke. I told my ex not to come pick me up at the airport because something had happened on a satellite phone in a truck riding the Siberian steppes. And she freaked out, thinking I was injured or something. I explained the situation to her when I got back home, and she cried a lot and kept calling me for a few months, insulting me slash telling me she wanted to get back with me. I felt really bad, but don't really regret the whole thing. And fascinated replies to Fart Jesus LOL, my ex did something similar. 
but nastier before we met. He had been living in China doing research and had fallen in love with and moved in with a local girl despite having a wife and kids back in the States. He pretended like nothing had happened the entire time when he talked to his wife, had her pick him up from the airport, and then told her that he was in love with and living with this Chinese girl as soon as they walked into the house. Then to make matters worse, his wife decided she wanted to work things out, so he just stopped calling this poor girl in China who had no idea who was married and was left holding the bag for their apartment. He told her he would go home, visit his family, and come right back. They eventually divorced. I did not know this story until right around the time we broke up. My best. I once lived with a guy, although he was pretty cool and a great person, it just wasn't working. I was so worried about hurting him by telling him I wanted to move out, and it turned out he was thinking the same thing. We actually ended up laughing hysterically when we realized what the other was trying to say. My worst. The guy from the China story, naturally. I eventually realized how manipulative and nasty he was and broke it off. Cue three months of letters, flowers, and phone calls to me and my friends. And better Ray will writes. Best. Dating a really cute, very sweet girl, and we just didn't really get along. I was the first boyfriend she'd ever really had, which I wish I had known going in, but that's a different threat. And so she was willing to overlook massive personal incompatibilities because hooray, togetherness, and I was giving it a shot because she really wanted it to work out. And did I mention she was really cute? Eventually, eventually, the fact that we had literally nothing in common started to get to me. One of the sticking points, for example, was that I kept offering to make her a mixtape, but she hated everything of mine I suggested she might like. So I decide I'm pulling the trigger, and the night before we're meeting up for lunch, I decide that I'm finally going to make this damn mixtape. I put together all my favorite wallowing in misery songs, made up a fancy jewel case with cover art and everything. Next day, I meet her at the train. I tell her it's not working out and hand her the CD. She was so fucking bewildered that I would break up with her via mixtape that the whole thing took so long to settle that we got through the awkward walking along breaking up thing with minimal breaking down and weeping. It's sort of like if you reduce a given amount of momentum over a long span of time, it hits with less force. Later that week, a good friend posted some photos on the Facebook of us drinking Four Locos and she called me crying telling me that I had to get my life together. Because even when I'm smiling, my eyes tell her I'm dead on the inside. It was the sweetest gesture an ex-girlfriend has ever done for me. Worst. Smoking hot, troubled girl and I had been seeing each other for like three weeks and had a fight over some dumb fucking thing. I think laundry was involved. That flipped a switch in her head that turned me from pretty okay guy to abusive alcoholic just like her last boyfriend. Totally took the feet out from under me because I couldn't for the life of me figure out what had happened. She went from sweet and affectionate to downright nasty. Really pointlessly nasty. I remember a mutual friend was having a birthday party the next night and I sent her a text saying I still didn't get what had happened but would stay home from it if it would make her uncomfortable to see me. I know, I know. And she replied, do whatever you want, just stay the fuck out of my house. To make things worse, I started getting death stares and... (laughs) To make things worse, I started getting death stares in town from people I barely knew and later found out that she'd said I'd been beating her. What the Christ. Also, later, later, I found out that I had contracted a curable venereal disease from her, but I guess that wasn't part of the breakup, per se. And curling iron writes, Worst. I dated this guy my freshman year of college, and the whole thing was kind of messy and weird. Also see, freshman in college. I ended up breaking up with him one night, and he proceeded to get drunk and call my parents at 1am. Happily, there was a three-hour time difference, so it was 10pm where my parents were, and they weren't asleep yet. My dad said the conversation went something like this. X. Hello, sir. My name is Tanner, and I... Well, I was dating your daughter, and... Dad. Tanner, are you drunk? Yes, sir, I am. Well, why don't you go to sleep? I think you'll feel better in the morning. Okay. 
I only found out about it the next day and was pretty horrified. But that's not all. Two weeks later, my ex showed up at my dorm with a box containing knee pads and a wire coat hanger, handed it to me and left. At that point, I was going to send a letter to his RA about it, but a friend of his, and I thought mine at the time, saw it and told me that I deserved it, so I shouldn't complain. It should be noted that this time I was, I was, and am, in some ways, rather traumatized by guilt at that point. So I believed him, and I didn't end up saying anything. <laughs> the knee pads and the coating. That's okay. Best. A guy I was seeing briefly my senior year of high school, and I broke up pretty mutually. I said, hey, we should break up, and he agreed. So that was basically it. I really don't think of him as an ex, per se, but he goes out of his way to mention it in the most awkward and creepy way possible every goddamn time I see him. After the fourth time it happened at a party, I yelled at him for it, and he acted all hurt and said, I would have stopped if you said it bothered you. But the next party I saw him, he did it again. And Kara Firm writes, The best was probably a totally amicable breakup that happened because we just weren't sexually compatible. It wasn't a big deal. We just talked, hugged, parted ways, and that was that. We're still friends. I have two worsts from the two ends of the spectrum. One, I got dumped out of nowhere in a relationship I was positive was going somewhere. He flipped the switch from being I love you to being an absolute jackass overnight. And it was nearly impossible to get him to meet up to exchange things. He flipped from saying I want to be friends to I can't be friends and back about once every two days and about two weeks before I just couldn't handle the emotional roller coaster on top of being heartbroken and severed. It makes me a little grumpy even now because I've always managed to stay friends with all my exes. The other worst was when I did the dumping. It was a stupid situation that a young me, 23 at the time, he was 27, let myself get into because I was too much of a wimp back then to hurt someone's feelings. We were long distance for the latter half of the relationship because he wanted to finish his degree in school in California and I stayed where I was. Over time, the relationship faltered, as long-distance relationships usually do, and I broke up with him over the phone. He sent me a message begging me to let him at least visit so we could talk in person. I agreed. He showed up two weeks later in a rental car with all his stuff. And instead of doing the sensible thing and saying, get out, I agreed to let him stay for a little bit so we could try to work things out. Yes, it was retarded. Well, we broke up for real two weeks later, and he spiraled into depression, stopped bathing, and I couldn't get him out. I tried. He had no money. He'd spent it all getting down here. He had no friends there, his family wouldn't help him, and I was a pushover and said he could stay a couple weeks until he could get out. He would eat all my food, play on my computer all day, and wouldn't take showers for five to six days in a row. He hadn't been like this while we were dating, rest assured. He would apply for jobs, then sleep until three or four in the afternoon and miss the callbacks. He would drink and cry and beg me to take him back. Long story short, I finally kicked him out a month later when we went to visit his parents on their dime and I packed all his shit and mailed it after him and told him not to come back. Cost me a bundle in shipping, but at that point, I just wanted him gone. Retarded young self learned a valuable lesson that year. And brother Adso writes, Names changed to pseudonyms, and cities are now real places. Thanks for pointing out how silly that was. Edit, grr, no one reads the last post on a page, so here's the story. Best. Dated a girl for just a few months. The sex was excellent, and we petered the relationship out while keeping a friends with benefits thing. Didn't work for long, but it was much less unpleasant just to end that than to end a whole relationship. It made me rethink my beliefs about the connection between emotional and sexual elements of a relationship, and so was really a beneficial breakup for that reason. Worst, names changed to protect the unhappy. Dated a girl for two and a half years. We decided to go teach in China together since I'd finished grad school and she was unhappy with her job. She goes ahead of me to spend several months volunteering in India. I go ahead of her to our city in China to set up life stuff. On her way to the city we'll be living in, Day Lane, she meets with an old friend, Eric, who is unhappily married, and hits it off with him again. 
She decides to spend another few days staying in Beijing with friend Eric before she comes to meet with me in Daylane. Staying with her friend becomes several days of wild sex romping, but she can't bring herself to tell me slash break up when she finally gets to Daylane. Instead, we endure several months of awkward, semi-relationshipful dinners, massages, etc., but sexless and slightly strained limbo until I find, while taking care of the house while she is visiting Eric in Beijing for the third time, some of the letters slash notes about how much she loves his body, thinks I'm a dupe, etc. So things really collapse after that, and we're stuck in a foreign country. I drank a lot and worked more or less every hour I could until I went back to the States. I still don't think I've fully understood slash dealt with that whole situation now more than a year later. And AF K swarm of bees writes best dated a nice guy in college we both went through college motivated changes and we broke up after some tense months we became friends again i no longer consider him an ex but instead a very good friend i chatted with him the other day about how we've both been reaching the point of settling down with our respective partners and that we're glad we can still call each other up and share stories worst after the nice guy, I dated a complete sociopath. Any of those EN threads about emotional abuse, manipulation, and intimidation all rang true with my experience. I packed up all my stuff and left one weekend while he was visiting his family. The next few weeks were pretty terrifying as he stalked me and left notes on my car. I haven't heard from him in years, but some old mutual friends told me his abuse has ramped up to a physical level and that he hurts his fiancé a lot. Makes me pretty sad, but I'm glad every day that I had the impetus to get away from him. After the sociopath, I had a rebound relationship, shame on me, that led to a lot of drama. He was younger than me, and I was his first girlfriend. I definitely was not into the relationship at all, and I wound up hurting him pretty badly when I tuned him out. Some days I think about contacting him and apologizing for being so cold to him, but I'm pretty sure it would only cause more crap. He was a pretty bright guy. You live, you learn. And Alpha Dog writes, I don't have a best breakup story. They're all pretty generic and mostly friendly. I do have a worst breakup story, though. I was with a girl for seven and a half years. We had planned to go to her parents' holiday house for Easter, and I was actually planning to propose to her there. So we went. Everything was going pretty well, I thought. A couple of days prior to the trip, I had been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Not a bad case. <laughs> Not a bad case, but a problem nonetheless, and she was being extremely supportive. On Saturday, we were lying in bed, and she broke up with me out of nowhere, at midnight, about 350 kilometers from my house. Since we'd driven there separately, I just left. She begged me to stay for the night and sleep on the couch, but I decided that fuck that, I was going home. I called a mate and told him what happened, and if I should have a car accident on the way home, I didn't want anyone thinking I'd done it on purpose, and got home at 4.30 a.m. I never did get an explanation out of her, but it's obvious she couldn't handle a mentally ill boyfriend. I developed depression as well, for fairly obvious reasons, had to quit my job and ended up institutionalized for a little while, which sucked. It's nearly four years later now. I've kicked the depression in the arse and no longer have to take drugs for it. The schizo thing is still preventing me from working, though. I have a new girlfriend now. It took me about three years to even try to start dating again, and things are looking up. My doc says I might be able to return to work this year. In the meantime, the ex moved interstate, took up a shitty government job that's well below her abilities and degree, and met a guy. They were together about six months, and she got pregnant and decided to keep it. They were married when she was eight months pregnant, at the insistence of her parents. She doesn't seem very happy, which kind of sucks. Her kid's lovely, though. We kept in sort of contact over the year, emails every two to three months, but I never want to get back together with her or anything like that. I haven't responded to her last email, and I'm not sure if I'm going to. And the final entry we'll read is by a winner is Jew, and it goes like this. Best. This was immediately after my worst. We dated for three months, had some fun, but at the end we both felt like it wasn't going to go anywhere, and mutually decided to stop seeing each other. There wasn't even the awkward let's be friends shit that normally goes on. No, it was straight up, not feeling it, break up, 
Both of us saying yes, and that was it. Worst. First serious girlfriend. And the one where we both lost our virginity to each other. We dated for two years with her parents liking me to the point that her mom got a doctor, or was it a nurse to fill out a prescription for a morning after pill when the condom broke on us without giving us any shit at all? The sex was great, we got along very well, and we both actually started to think about marriage about a year and a half into everything. Right at the two-year point, she tells me she wants to break up, and given that my parents were getting a divorce at the same time, I was 23, but still, I'm already severely emotionally compromised. A month later, I found out from a friend that the last two or three months we were going out, she was sleeping around with a lot of other guys and generally acting like a whore. I confronted her about this after the fact, and she denies everything until I bring up the fact that she's even fucked a good friend of mine who I know wouldn't lie to me and confess when I asked him about it, and call her a right cunt for cheating on me at the same time my parents were going through their divorce. The happy ending to that story is that I see her about nine months later shopping with friends while I have my now wife next to me. She is looking very ragged, and my future wife was in a business suit, corset, heels, and genuinely looking smoking hot. We stare at each other for about 10 seconds, with her recognized that I had a much better girl I was going out with in every way, and that I was truly happy when the last time she saw me, I was really hitting rock bottom. Four years later, and every time I think of that incident, I can't help but have a smile of contentment for him. Okay, so I think we've had enough breakup stories. Good and bad for today. What did you think? Do you have similar breakup stories? I know that most of my breakup stories just involve girls telling me that I'm a jerk. Or that they are fucking other people. Did I? I don't know if I ever broke up with it. No, I did. I don't want to talk about it. It's depressing to think about all these things. But I'm glad that so many people appear to have had breakup stories that ended up so well. And none of my breakup stories were psychotic. Just the standard. Let's be jerks to each other until we can't stand it anymore. Such is life. So this episode features a couple of different things that are going on. You may have noticed, I hope you did, that there is new music at the beginning of the show. And that is because this show is going to be, I believe, the first episode of Lou Reads that will be featured on Radio Reddit's talk radio channel. So they're going to be playing. I don't even know how they'll schedule it, or but they will be scheduling it. And they have very specific time limits. 29 minutes is the slot that I'm trying to fit into because 59 minutes would drive everybody, including myself, crazy. In order to have a show on Radio Reddit, you have to not have any uh, unlicensed music. And the music I was using before was uh, Desi Arnaz's The Peanut Vendor, which I do not have the rights to. So I have ditched that and have chosen a piece of music by my friend and composer, Ted Gannon. Uh, Ted Gannon was uh, nice enough to, to uh, license this music to me. And... He is a upstanding citizen, as far as I'm concerned. Other people may say all sorts of detracting remarks about him, but not me. Actually, Ted is one of those universally liked people, and now you can see why. So, uh, if you ever need a commercial or movie score done, for money that is, please contact Ted Gannon. I'm not going to tell you where. That's your job, Internet Detective. So Lou Reed's is going to be on Radio Reddit, and that's an exciting thing. Why not? Everyone's excited about it. Going forward, all the episodes that I do while I'm writing Radio Reddit will be 29 minutes long. That's the limit. So uh, if you feel like it's too short, I will continue to do little bonus content on the blog. That way you can also go to the blog and read all the hilarious things I write about the topic and the funny pictures I add, which I think is worth the price of admission. So, And people who've been looking at the blog and Facebook have noticed that I started putting up some older episodes that I had done originally in GarageBand that had a video component or slideshow component. That's kind of fun to see those old episodes. 
episodes back up on uh, YouTube. They are gross. <laughs> they are very gross. Of course, the most disgusting one, the bestiality one, has gotten the most comments. Yeah, it, uh, that was a gross one. And yet I still laugh when I listen to it. More news about the, the live show is coming up. Still trying to nail down the dates. Looks like September, October will be the first show. Still trying to figure out what's going to happen with that. Um, I will be doing a sample reading at Too Cool for School, August 5th in Greenpoint at Red Star. Just doing like 10 minutes of reading just to see how it feels to read in front of people live. Engage the reaction. Work on the patter. The patter needs working on. Also, just wanted to point out that I'm out of magnets for the time being, so no more magnet requests. I will be offended if you ask for one now. When I had them, where were you? But I will be making more magnets in the future, so... Maybe with a different design? Who knows? All right, let's wrap it up. I just want to always, always throw in that uh, love reading the reviews on iTunes. They are great. We are up to like 66 reviews uh, or 66 votes and a fair number of reviews. And the reviews are always great. I really appreciate uh, reading all those things. And also I made a video on how to get a podcast because I, people in my age bracket don't seem to be interested in podcasts the way that uh, you younger whippersnappers are. So I put that up there and I hope that uh, some people find it entertaining. I also wanted to mention that I'm part of the uh, Something Awful Goons podcasting network called Gooncasts. And if you go to gooncasts.com, you can see a list of the other podcasts that are on there. There's some really nice podcasts on there. And here is an advertisement for one of them. If you're anything like me, you thrive on human darkness. You hear about internet forums full of low-hanging balls and diaper fetishists and panties and sneezing and you are a little repulsed but you're mostly fascinated and that's why you listen to lou reads the internet for you which is a great podcast but since we've already established that maybe you're a little bit like me after you're done listening why not head over to www.deadideavahala.com check out my show it's got some music it's got some comedy it's about 20 minutes check it out Okay, that's going to do it. So, thanks for listening, and hopefully Radio Reddit listeners, thanks for listening. My name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.